All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? That's right, it's another week, it's another episode of RYC Praise News with your man on the scene, Orlando Presents. Y'all will not, y'all will not believe who I was able to track down and get in the hot seat today. <laughs> this brother here, I'll just tell you, man. This brother here, he's a rapper, he's a video maker, he's a singer, a brand new father. Uh, let me see. This, this brother wears so many hats. It's just crazy. So, without further ado, man, let me introduce y'all to Mr. Brody Da Vinci. What's good, brother? Welcome, welcome. What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on, bro. Not a problem, man. I'm I'm humbled, and I appreciate you coming on most definitely because I know you are a busy man. You have a brand new baby, so hey, I understand. You know your time really. Your time is maybe a little bit still your own right now, but you still have to you know share it out there a little bit. So definitely, brother, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah. I'd- uh, super busy, man. Uh, got a lot going on. New job. About to start that and everything like that. And, of course, the baby. Uh, she's got colic, so she's not sleeping at all at night. So we're up all night, man. So it's just uh-huh. trying to catch whenever we can, all kinds of stuff, man. But but I'm glad that you uh, you allowed me to be on your platform, man. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into, you know, some conversation with you today, bro. Uh, not a problem, man. Not a problem, brother. Well, uh, let's go ahead and do that, man. I had a chance earlier today to sit back and listen to a little bit of your first episode of uh, Brody Da Vinci Radio. We're going to start off there for right now. But um, I was like, wow. Uh, The first thing that hit me that I did not know, and I didn't know that you used to be a youth pastor. So let the folks know a little bit about that. Yeah, man, I was a youth pastor for six years. Um, I was... Um, I, I worked at a place called the Mustard Seed uh, Ministry, which is an after-school uh, place for kids that would come in for a couple hours after school before their parents got off work and everything like that. And um, I was also uh, involved in a church that I had been in since I was three years old. I was like 19 at the time. Um, so I, I was mm. in the nursery in that church. My grandpa used to be a deacon in that church. He preached in that church and everything. Literally, you walk out my front door of the house I live in now in two steps, and you're in the front lawn of that church. Like, I live that close to it. And I was um, working. Yeah, it's crazy. I was working under the youth pastor there, and he brought me on to, to – he split up the youth group into high school and middle school and put me on working with the middle school kids. So I did, like, two and a half to three years there at that church. I left to go help up a startup church with one of my former youth pastors and did about a year and a half there. Then I ended up leaving there for um, a paid opportunity at another church to take on because the other two places I was just doing volunteer. But I took a paid job for about a year and a half at another church, which I eventually ended up leaving um, because uh, there was there were some things that were going on. I I was engaged to a, a, a girl that was her mom was my associate pastor there, youth pastor there. And when me and her broke up, um, she kind of made it a nightmare for me to be there. And I just felt like God was calling me away from from that place altogether. So um, I still stay connected to a lot of the youth there. But unfortunately, um, just because of the bad blood with her and the relationship with her, I wasn't able to continue being um, in that in that place. So, uh, But now I 
still mm. consider myself a youth minister. The music that I make is still me putting God's word into a format of music that the youth are checking out and things like that. So I still consider that. Um, down the road, I would love to get back involved in, in ministry and youth pastoring and things like that. It's definitely something I still have a heart for, and I feel like God has a calling on my life for. So, looking forward Amen. to see what Amen. you have. Yeah, man. So, all right, great to hear that. Great to hear that, man. Um, let's yeah. backtrack a little bit because I know you said that um, you had a couple of occasions to be a youth pastor, and they were free. You were basically, you know, doing it um, for free and then you got paid. Now, I would really like to know which one was before the, before the situation with the ex-fiance or the ex-girlfriend and stuff, which one was more, I would say, beneficial to you? Not beneficial, but which one really tugged at your heart a little bit more than the other one? Was it the paid one or was it the one that you actually wasn't getting paid for? Well, there was a, it, was, it wasn't like I just left because I was getting paid. The, the situation with the church that I was at, uh, between the church that I grew up in and then the church that I was getting paid for, the middle one, was that there were two or three, there were only two or three youth kids left. The rest of them had just graduated and they went off to college. So there was really mm. no opportunity for me to do youth pastoring anymore. Um, so when I left, it just so happened that they were paying me. And it wasn't much, man. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. It was it was pennies. Like, the whole month, I, I <laughs> was not even enough. wasn't enough to pay for food for the week. So it wasn't like I left uh, for the money or anything like that. It was just a ministering opportunity, and I just so happened to be, to be getting paid for it. Um, and ultimately, um, out of all of them, I feel like I had the biggest impact in, uh, originally in the church that I grew up in. And I think that was just because I was the most comfortable there. Now, the church that I ended up, you know, getting paid for to... to to pastor at my mother and my stepfather actually got married in that church so it did, i still had a connection to that church a little bit but um it wasn't anything like being at home in my home church um and just you know having youth uh that i was teaching that i had known their parents for years and i had grown up being around and things like that where it was just i mean that was that was where i was most, most comfortable and where i felt like i was making the biggest impact but i just felt like there wasn't um, any opportunity for, uh, like I said, it was the same kind of concept. I was doing middle school. So all the middle school kids were moving up to high school and there wasn't many kids left. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> I would show up sometimes there'd be two or three kids and there was nothing really going on. So, but ultimately to answer your question, um, my home church was where I felt like I made the biggest impact for the kingdom when, uh, during my ministry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, uh, let's back back up a little bit when, as you were a child, things of that nature. Were you a PK kid or, or and if not, where did the love for Christ start coming into your, uh, start coming into your life? Yeah, no, um, you know, I've recently met my, uh, my biological father for the first time, probably three or four years ago, and he's heavily involved in church and his kids are in church and everything, but I, I never knew him growing up. Um, my stepfather wasn't involved in church. My mother wasn't involved in church. She actually um, was a practicing Wiccan for a little while, which is like witchcraft and stuff like that. So we would occasionally go to um, to church when I was younger because of my grandpa only. That was the only reason I was involved in church, because my grandpa was a deacon there. So I grew up going to that church. I was in the nursery and all that kind of stuff, but it had nothing to do with my parents. It all had everything to do with, like, my, my grandpa and stuff like that. So that, I mean, I wasn't a PK by any means. My parents didn't raise me in church, but they would go just because my grandpa was there. So it really was all my grandfather. He was the glue 
that uh, he was he was the reason I was there. Shout out to Granddad. That's right. Shout out to Grandpa, man. That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome, awesome. So what about your love for music? Where did that come from? Did that come from the church or did that actually come from, you know, secular music and then started moving over to Christian music once you started uh, change, changing your life? Well, bro, I have, I have a really complicated, um, you know, it's, it's really complicated. I, I, I remember vaguely, like, like accepting, like uh, starting Christian music, kind of. But music as a whole, I've been listening to country music my whole life. Like, um, I grew up, my mom, and, uh, my gra- I mean, country music is still today my favorite genre. And I write country music. I play the guitar a little bit, but I just can't sing that well enough to do that as my primary you know and if I could I felt and if, if that was what God wanted me to do I would do it I love country music but um I don't even really listen to much rap music um it was around when I got into high school um I joined the basketball team I played basketball in high school there was a kid on my team his name was Reed Clark shout out Reed Clark if you're listening to this um he uh he was a Christian rapper and um he actually I just started listening to like Lecrae and stuff too and I thought Lecrae was cool but I didn't think I'd ever be able to do anything like that until I met this kid on my basketball team who was actually making music and I was like okay well I can do this too um so I ended up accepting Christ <laughs> for the first time when I was like 13 and when I while mm. I say the first time I say the first time because it wasn't a true genuine authentic um acceptance when I accepted I I was scared of going to hell Somebody told me I was going to hell if I didn't believe in God, and I was just scared. I didn't want to go to hell, so I did it, but I didn't change my life. Um, so around 15 years old, when I started, you know, I, I accepted Christ when I met this kid in high school, um, and it was legit. It was genuine, and my life started changing, and I started, you know, making music from there, and I, I fell in love with Christian hip-hop because of Lecrae, because of Flame, and because of this dude that I played basketball with. Man, honestly, he uh, he's not doing christian music anymore i don't even know if he is necessarily even living the lifestyle i don't talk to him much but um shout out to him for helping me out (laughs) along my journey excuse me along my journey and getting me started because you know i've come a long way since then i've had ups and downs but i've come a long way since he helped me start out man so amen amen shout out to that brother and hopefully he is at least still living a lifestyle even if he's not doing the music but um, I disagree with you, brother. I believe that you can do country music. I mean, I think you can do whatever. And this is, it sounds cliche-ish, of course, but I believe you can do whatever you put your mind to doing because the song, the, um, the gospel song that I heard you sing, I was like, wow. I mean, this brother sings as well. I mean, come on now. Man, you're a rapper, fun. but you're not. Say it again. That was so much auto tune on that song, man. But I tuned it so you couldn't even tell it was on there. <laughs> I cannot sing, bro. I'm telling you, I cannot sing. I Well, that's all right, though. So you got the Britney Spears thing going on there, so it's all good. <laughs> call me Brody Spears. Brody Spears. <laughs> man, it's all good. It's all good. I was like, man, that brother can clean. Look at, listen to him. But um, so what was the first time, man, you did one of your songs, one of your gospel gospel raps, and somebody actually told you, man, you, you really have something here. 
Oh man, uh, not when I first started, for sure. Uh, I still actually <laughs> I found some of my stuff from like not when I first started, but maybe a couple years after I first started. I found some of that online the other day, and there's like twenty something songs, and I'll send it to you if you want to hear it. But I sent it to BRM the other day, and was just laughing. Just listen to it. It was so bad, man. I mean, I, I always had a good flow and a good cadence, but I never found my voice. So, like, I, ne- mm. I never really knew how to protect my voice. So I had a good cadence and good rhyme and, and good flow and everything. But I just, like I said, I never knew how to project my voice. So it's probably um, not until, I don't know, 10th or 11th grade. 11th grade I started building a little fan base and a lot of people at my school actually started catching on but it was tough because they didn't want me to do Christian music because you know in high school you're I I was on the basketball team I was around a whole different demographic than I ever been around and that's where rap became most prominent in my life was because I grew up listening to country music around a bunch of white people and I joined the basketball team and I'm one of the only two white people on the team and it's just rap 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 all the time and it consumed me and I, I fell in love with it <laughs> and you know people start people were rapping on the bus on the way to games and i'm beatboxing for them but i was too scared to actually rap, like rap because i just started so i would just let them rap while i was beatboxing and i would go home and i would write songs and i'd record them but i wouldn't let anybody hear them so until like my uh, sophomore junior year i started putting stuff online and people started telling me yo this is good like i said, had people like facebook had just started getting really popular people were sharing my stuff on facebook and i was getting views and people in school were hitting like walk that never talked to me popular people coming to me like yo what's up man what's up man but i heard that song i heard that song and i was like man that's crazy like people were actually liking what i'm doing and that's when, you know, I, I just started saying, like, hey, maybe I got something here. And I just kept going with it. Mm. All right. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, the name Brody Da Vinci. Let's break that down for the people, for the folks that may not know the story behind that. How did you come up with that name? Uh, that name is only three years old. I, I went When I first started <clears throat> doing music, I went by C. Eric. Christian Erickson uh, and the dude Reed Clark that I was telling you about actually came up with that for me. I was like, dude, I don't have a rap name. He's like, I'm going to help you out. And he came up with it. We were doing remixes. We did a, um, a bunch of Soldier Boy remixes back then. We were performing them in my church. Um, then I changed my name to Crosstalk, um, which didn't last very long. The guy who actually made that name and gave it to me wanted it back. <laughs> so I gave it back to him. <laughs> I went back. <laughs> he said, I want that back. <laughs> that's hard and I want it back so uh, I uh, ended up going I came out with a new name called Kid Redeemed and I was going I went by KR Kid Re- I went by that for years bro I mean that was the name everybody knew me as KR you can search Kid Redeemed on YouTube right now and you'll find albums mixtapes albums man <clears throat> and um, that's along, that's kind of along the phase I was just telling you about the stuff that I sent to BRM that I'm, that I'm not so proud of but there was some stuff towards the end of it <laughs> When I went into, I started going by my government. I started going by Christian Erickson. And when I, the end of Kid Redeemed and beginning, and like the whole part of Christian Erickson is when I started like kind of trying new things and finding myself. And you can hear it in the progression of the music year after year. So after going by Christian Erickson for so long, I dipped into secular music for a while and went as Logic, which is weird because literally right when I stopped doing secular music and was like, nah, I got to get back into Christian music. The real rapper Logic started coming out and getting popular. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like he took my name and he and everything. But <laughs> and then um, 
so Brody DaVinci, sorry to keep drifting off topic. I just feel like there's a lot I had to explain to get to this point because this is this is like a, a really hard choice for me. The name was like my brand, you know? So I changed it so many times mm-hmm. that I feel like people seriously. And with Brody DaVinci, at one point I got so down on myself. I was I was gaining weight. I wasn't happy in life. And somebody broke it down and was like, you are a work of art to God. You are his greatest work of art. And I was like, well, if I'm a work of art and I'm an artist, you know, and my bo- I was in a group called Election Shore and they all called me Brody. Like they, they just started calling me that randomly for like three years. So at first my name was just going to be like Brody. I was going to go by Brody. But then somebody broke it down. I was like, you're a masterpiece of guy. And I was like, Da Vinci was a, was a dope artist. I'm a dope artist. Brody Da Vinci. And I put it together. People didn't like it at first. Once I started saying it, my music and being creative with how I was saying it, people started, you know, flocking to it. And I, I like it because it's, there's nobody else named Brody Da Vinci. You type in Brody Da Vinci on Google, I got the first 10 pages to myself. <laughs> like, uh, that's just <laughs> an uncommon name. You know, like, you say Brody Da Vinci, right. not three people you about. You know, <laughs> there's one person you, right. you talk to Brody Da Vinci. So that's how that came about. <laughs> it was just all in the, I mean, it has a meaning behind it, but it was all just in the brand. I was trying to find, you know, something that would brand well, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the name. I mean, definitely. When I first heard the name, I was like Brody Da Vinci. Wow. Okay. You know, pretty cool. Yeah. Most definitely. And the brother can brother can flow on top of that. Um, let's jump into the the album Twenty Seconds that you and BRM put together. Now I spoke with BRM, you know, of course, and he, we were talking about the album, things of that nature. So, what was going through your mind when um, you all was talking about putting the album together? Uh, what what was it about um, BRM, and what was it about the album that you were like, yeah, let's go ahead and do this? Well, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was in a group. There was four of us. Uh, me, B-Dub, which you've probably heard some of his stuff. He's on a lot of my features. P. Grant, I've been promoting him heavy lately, and a dude named Chris Sims who went by C-Neck. We won an award in 2013, Holy Hip Hop Song of the Year with the Rhythm of Gospel Awards, and we were making some noise. Like, we, we, were, really, we were really moving. We, we've been to Chicago. We've been to Milwaukee. We've done shows all over the East Coast, all kinds of stuff like that. And, like, we've just been all over doing stuff. And when I was at my prime, I think, music-making-wise, when I was with them. Now, when that whole group, like, disassembled because of family things and people having kids and things like that, I was by myself once again, and I was having a really hard time creating because I didn't have anybody pushing me, and it was just tough. And me and Wes, me and B-Dub were doing stuff. We had an album we were working on, but, um, you know, he, he lives... You know, even he didn't have his own studio. So when he was having to do stuff, he was having to do with me. So our schedules were having to, you know, align perfectly to do music. And it wasn't working out as often as I wanted it to. <clears throat> so when BRM, I met him through Alicio. Alicio put me on it. He heard one of my songs randomly on YouTube somehow. You know how God works. You don't even know how to explain it. It just happens. And he put my song in rotation. And BRM heard it one day on an interview. And was like, yo, who's that? Elicio told him. He added me on Facebook. He just started talking to me from there. And BRM put out this competition. Um, whoever can put the hottest verse on this song will win 50 bucks. Um, do a song, be on a song on my album, blah, 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 blah all this stuff. <clears throat> I was like, okay, I don't really know this guy that well. I've been communicating with him a little bit over the past few days because of Elicio's connect. But I'm going to do this contest. So I did it. 
I did it. He put it out in literally like 30 minutes. Had my verse up, had my video up and everything. I was so, like, I, there was something about BRM, his aura, like something about him. I was like, I can tell this guy puts in work. Like, I can just see it in his body of work and his music I'm listening to. Like, I can just tell he's serious about about working hard. <clears throat> and so I, I went in and did what I had to do and I ended up winning the competition. And during that process of talking to him through the competition, I joked around, I was like, hey man, we should just go ahead and do an EP together. And we laughed, but it ended up happening. And we threw a bunch of, and bro, we did, I don't know, I think there was 11 songs on that album or 12 or something like that. We, mm -hmm. It didn't even, take a, didn't even take a month to get it done. We were done with a matter of weeks. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, and it, it took less than a month and we had that thing done, bro. And it, it, what it was about BRM was just that it gave me somebody to work with who excited me again, who pushed me. And not saying that Wes didn't, because B-Dub and me, when we're in the studio together, oh man, we could make hits all day. But the problem was that it was just really hard to get us together because he didn't have a studio. Mm -hmm. BRM, studio. he recorded something, sent it to me, said, get on this. And I was excited and I get on it. <clears throat> and, you know, we pushed each other. And, and yeah man so it just you know that's with BRN that's how it happened man it was just somebody just sparked that fire in me again you know so he, he really yeah. sparked fire in me again he still is, and he still is to this day man we got some stuff coming and be ready bro cause it's getting crazy amen amen hey I'm ready for it man I'm ready for it I already done said I'm waiting for you know the 20 seconds part 2 or something but uh yeah because that album that album's still in my heart say it again i said i won't say nothing other than this just, just be ready bro just be ready <laughs> the album's still in my hot rotation so definitely so just to let y'all know out there if you're listening make sure y'all go to spotify go wherever purchase 20 seconds listen to 20 seconds i mean that joint will be in your hot rotation as well so uh definitely on that now just a couple more uh questions man i know you love youtube you're doing the video thing and stuff like that uh your subscribers are really shooting up there uh let the folks know about your youtube channel yeah my youtube channel is called brody da vinci vlogs and basically i just vlog my life and it, where, where it really started was uh I followed this guy on YouTube named Devontae Friga. He was a D3 basketball player, and he made himself popular by documenting the entire D3 experience from the living situation to game day vlogs. Like, he, he just made D3 basketball, like, really popular, and he became super popular on, on uh, YouTube. So one day, I was listening to beats, and I just came up with this. I was just vibing, just messing around. I, can't, I just hooped like Friga. I just hooped like Friga, so I recorded it. And I did this, a whole song and I uploaded a snippet of it on Instagram and he heard it. And within a few minutes, and I never thought he would hear this. He heard it within like seconds because I tagged him in it. And he had so many followers, I never thought he'd hear it. Within seconds, he was in my inbox. Call me. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. So I called him. He was like, yo, this is fire. Send it to me right now. I'm putting it in all my videos. You know, I, this, that, and the third. We're flying you out to Florida to shoot the music video, all this stuff. So it it was one of the wow. stuff like yeah, so I sent it to him. He put it in his videos. People started asking what where the song was, where they could hear it. He started he shared it a couple times, whatever. The views started going up, and I was like, you know what? I can do this YouTube thing, and I want to. I love sharing my life. It'll help from a music standpoint if people finding out who I am as a person, anyways. 
by vlogging my daily life and who I am and not just posting my music, but just like giving them who I am as a person. So they feel like they know me when they listen to my music. So, um, you know, he helped me a lot with the, most of my subscribers, <coughs> excuse me, came from that song. Um, <clears throat> we never ended up doing the video. I drove up to Ohio. They invited me up there because quarantine. He had ended up having to stay in Ohio where he went to college instead of going back to Florida. I drove all the way there, 10 hours, got there to be stood up and not get the video shot and everything. Um, I met him, got to go to his apartment, play basketball with him a little bit. It was cool, but they never shot the video. So when we came back, I had to pay to get the video done here. It didn't turn out as good as it could have been, but Lord willing, um, it's, the numbers are going to keep going up. The numbers are, I, I got to like 20,000 views in like four days, which was crazy. But now it's at a standstill, mm. like 21,000, like not going anywhere. But, uh, and it's weird because I own the rights to that song. I own the rights to the beat and everything, but somebody's got a copyright claim on it. So I dispute, I disputed the copyright claim, but there's some crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. So trying to figure that out. But ultimately the youtube thing started because of him he inspired me because i played basketball and he played basketball so i do a lot of basketball content we i do fishing content because i go fishing um i documented when we got matching tattoos i documented the experience when harmony was born in the hospital but i do everything man i just want people to see who i am as a person so they get to know more than brody da vinci the artist they get to know christian erickson you know what i'm saying so that's what that yeah. is if anybody's listening, go go follow Brody Da Vinci Vlogs, V-L-O-G-S, um, on YouTube. Subscribe, all that stuff. So, <clears throat> Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, we're going to uh, wrap it up with uh, the question of the day. You know I had to ask this question to the man. Um, I asked everybody else. I asked Jay Dunn. I asked VRM. Now I have to ask you, what was it about Rapture Ready Productions that you definitely had to ink that name on the dotted line and start rolling with them instead of going ahead and starting up your own label and doing something yourself. Right. Well, um, I mean, that, there's a lot to unfold in that question, but what I can say that made me make my decision was the relationships that I had built because through BRM, um, I built a relationship with Jay Knight. Me and Jay Knight have a dope song out uh, called Psycho. And me and him mm -hmm. have so much past, like, few months, man. And uh, what's on our hearts? Jay Dunn, super dope. I did a song with him on my last album um, as well. And, you know, when they sat down and asked me, you know, it wasn't just a business move. I mean, of course, that's always involved. Like, they want to elevate the level to the next point based off your skill point. But when they came out, it was like, look, we love you, bro. If you don't want to do this, it's no bad blood. Like, we're still going to rock with you. We're still going to do projects with you. You're still Rapture Ready fam. Like, if you don't sign with us, it's not the end of the world. We just want to offer it to you because we feel like we can help you. We can get you graphics. We can do video. We can do all this stuff. And it just they just had so much to offer. But the biggest thing was just the relationship, man. And um, me and BRM, like, I've never met him in person because he lives in Chicago. But I talk to him every day. Like, all like throughout the day just all day we're messaging each other you know jay knight all day every day jay dunn all day every day and everybody else on the team too jeff and um tc you know we're 
we're all just building bonds together and it really is more it's to to me it's all about relationship more than the music and if because if i don't you know i'll make music with people all day and just let my verses go out there but i i work best when i know the person like i know their heart and i know where they're at and me and brm have that and me and jay knight have that me and jay dunn have that and when they asked me to come aboard it was just like you know telling my family yeah you know so um it just felt right uh, I felt God led. I prayed about it for two days before I made my decision, and I felt like it was the mm. right decision to make. <clears throat> so, hey, man, that's beautiful, it. brother. That's beautiful, man. I mean, that's the same thing that I've always said. If you're going to be within any relationship with a person, working relationship, business relationship, personal relationship, you have to have that bond. You have to be able to build on something and be able to mesh together, you know, to be able to build on something beautiful. And I believe that you all uh, do have something beautiful together. I've heard the song with you and Jay Knight Psycho. I've heard, you know, the uh, song with you, BRM, Jay Dunn, and Jay Knight. And I forget the other guy's name that y'all did on 20 Seconds and stuff. I mean, everything that y'all have done together has been, you know, great, has been outstanding. You know, I really dig it. So, um, shout out to all y'all, man. I hope everything works out, you know, forever for y'all. Y'all just keep on building and keep on doing your thing. Now, just, um, now, just like, just because you're within Rapture Ready Productions North and things of that nature, doesn't mean you can't branch out and start up, you know, another um, division under you. So is that ever going to be a, um, you know, a possibility? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I'm actually taking, and BRM knows this, I'm using a lot of the stuff I'm learning from him and and these guys, you know, within the label to help other artists out. I've been, and um, in particular, P. Grant, I've been helping P. Grant a lot. I don't know if you've heard of P. Grant, but he is, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you have. I think you posted that something song that I posted from him not long ago he um he's super dope man he's got a great sound he was a part of that group election shore with me um and you know i'm not saying that i'm gonna like start a label and sign him or anything like that but i'm utilizing the tools that i'm gaining from the label to help other people and eventually down the line that's something i want to do so maybe not a label but maybe working with a label to help our you know doing something that's always the goal is just to help the kingdom and help other artists get their music out there that's why i started the the Da Vinci Radio to get you know yeah. to get people signed, but it's because I got so many connections with different artists, and all these artists haven't heard of each other. But let's say I put P Grant on a song, and A Easy hears it, and he's never heard of P Grant before, and he's like, "Yo, they add each other, they build a connection off of that." You know what I'm saying? Like, um, <clears throat> so I, that's what I want is just to help artists get their music in front of other artists and build connections and build relationships because that's really what helped me get in the seat I'm in right now. So, Right, right. Amen, amen. Well, uh, let the folks know, man, how they can get in contact with you, especially if they want to set up an interview with you for your uh, Brody DaVinci radio and everything. Yeah, so basically, um, you can hit me up on Facebook. My Facebook name is Christian Brody DaVinci Erickson. Brody DaVinci is spelled with a capital B, then R-O-D-I-E, then a capital D, then a lowercase a, capital V, then I-N-C-I. So it's all one word. I know it's long, but that's how you spell it. Capital B, capital D, capital V. And if you just search that on all social media platforms, Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You'll find me, uh, TikTok, YouTube. You can find me. You can contact me on any of them. I, I run all my sites. So I'll, I'll see you in messages. Um, you want to get on an interview, we can do it. You want to do a song together, we can talk about it. Um, I'm down for whatever. So, yeah, if you want if you want to hit me up, Bertie Da Vinci. I mean, it's pretty simple. Ain't nobody else named Bertie Da Vinci. And if you find somebody else named Bertie Da Vinci, report them to me so I can send God <laughs> He can unload his name. <laughs> most definitely most definitely well brother it's been a pleasure man sitting down talking to you there's a lot of information that i didn't know about you some that i did but you know it's all good but it's out there for everybody else to learn a little bit more about you as well so uh nothing but love and respect for you man and i'm proud of you keep doing what you're doing as a man with your you know with your with your with your moms with your baby's mom with your baby and everything i hope she gets held up very quickly so that everybody can get some sleep (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 thank you for having me on man and anytime you need anything bro you hit me up you know it's all love i'll do anything you need um, like I said, anybody want to hit me up, Birdie DaVinci on everything. So um, just thank you again, man. And uh, I'll be praying for you and praying for everything you got going on, man. And I love you, bro. Love you too. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the wrap of RYC Phrase News. And we're going to keep you next week. You know what I like to say? We are out here.